0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's
1: go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, WholeHogSports.com. Tom, welcome in. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, guys. Happy Friday to you. It's uh, Heading toward a great weekend here.
1: Yeah, man, this is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Um, uh, The weather is awesome. Got a lot of things we can do, and but a lot of things we can watch with the uh, baseball team in in Hoover. Uh, what do you what do you think of this uh, this this run for Arkansas uh, at the SEC tournament? Is this is this a good you know? Because that's the debate. You know, should they be getting rest at home, taking it easy in Fayetteville? Uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, I talked about it with you guys a little last week. That I you just don't want to overextend your pitching, and you know, Dave Van Horn has localized that, so we know. And I think after the calamity of the second game at Vanderbilt, um, you know, when you blow an 8-2 to lead in the eighth inning with your, your closer, you, you don't feel good. And then you lose the next game by one run. So that hurt. And I think that they've kind of, you know, gotten rid of that bad feeling. And I think the LSU game in the, the postseason is always a super important game for Dave Van Horn. Uh, I saw a picture, and it was probably taken by our Hank Blake, but I'm not sure who took it. And it's a picture outside the Arkansas huddle after the win yesterday, and there's a look on his face of like, yeah, I wanted this one because I think they've lost six in a row to LSU in the postseason. So I think their first level of postseason goals is basically compete, complete. They've, con- they, I, they've solidified a top-eight seed. They've gotten to the semifinals. If you you lose in the semifinal, you're done. That's great. And if you win two or, I mean, if you play two more, that's okay. Um, I think if they play two more, then you're going to see the Parker Coyles and the Austin Ledbetters and the Ben uh, um, Bybies and the um, Christian Fouches, all those guys get a little work, which is good for them in the postseason. Uh, But if they, they, you know, they'll they'll start Tiger tomorrow, I I would assume – and probably not overextend him. I can't see him going more than 60 or 70. And then just finish it up with whoever. And then if you outscore people, that's great. Uh, Because everything is is set up for what you do next week. And I think it it meant so much to Dave Van Horn that doing the combo of Hagen Smith followed by Hunter Holland, uh, you know, that that meant a lot. And so now those guys are done for the weekend. Now you can go either way you can start either left-hander mm. in game 1 of your next series.
1: I I did not even think about that, Tom. That's brilliant because you know, we we've seen Van Horn in years past when they're the one seed at home pitch off and and save the ace for Saturday and now you can do that with uh Hagen Smith or Hunter Holland. And and a lot depends on who that fourth seed is. You know, sometimes you mm-hmm. you you know you get a little bit of the benefit and you get a team coming in that you know I mean, unless something crazy happens, you're going to win that game, and, and not that Hunter Hollins that you're th- you're throwing off with him. I mean, heck, he was your Friday night guy for a, a, a big part of the season. So I didn't even think about that though. By pitching him yesterday, that gives him a, enough rest. Instead, if he had pitched on Sunday, let's say, but like we, I was thinking, would happen if they made the finals, he would be your Sunday pitcher. Now he's on normal rest and he can pitch next Friday.
0: Yeah, I think it was very, very important to them to be able to go one-two with those guys if they needed. Um, and But if, if any of the teams they face struggles against right-handers, then you put Tiger against them. So, really, you start Tiger tomorrow, and then you probably wouldn't want to start him Friday. So that gives you the leeway mm-hmm. to go either and, – and Smith and Holland have a little bit different repertoires, so you can go either one of those two guys in your opening game. Um, you know, I think back to the New Jersey uh, NG, NJIT – opener, if y'all remember, was a slugfest, EJIT had a a lead at some point, I think Caleb Bolden might have started that game, and then they had to, like, get in their bullpen, you know, Kevin Copps might have even pitched in that game, I don't remember now, but it was just one of those that you don't want to start a regional by doing, and so I think if they start one of the two lefties and can, you know, defeat number four, not go too deep in your pen... Then you got a lot of a lot of options, and you know, as far as like Will McIntyre and Zach Morris are concerned, I, if I use them either Saturday or Sunday, it would be sparingly. Mm-hmm. You just want every you know, those two arms, in addition to the guys I just discussed. You want all those guys to be ready to go Friday, Saturday, to you know, to get through this regional.
1: Yeah, Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, Tom, I, I got to think. I, I thought though, with Tiger, they do want to extend him. They they want to push him and and, and help uh, build up that pitch count.
0: Well, the extend um, that we're talking about, I, it may be seventy this week. It may be eighty that he's you know limited to. But I don't know if you. I, I just don't think you push him beyond. Um, you know, let him. Let's say he's got uh, sixty-five pitches, and he's starting the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. I don't think you. I don't think you push him, and he gets in some runners on base, and he's pushing past eighty. I don't think you let him struggle through that tough inning. I really don't. I gotcha. think you just you just cut him off. You cut him off, whatever that pitch count is. Two runners on, he's only got one out, and he's at eighty pitches. I think you just say, okay, that's it. If if eighty is his max, his max might be seventy or seventy five. You know, tomorrow as well.
1: It, Dave and Horn shows he he will do that. I mean, when you take your ace out against uh, LSU and their ace, and you know, kind of the hyped matchup of the tournament, and he walks out there with two outs in the inning, and Hagen's was waving him off, wanting to stay, and he's like, "Nope, you're out." You know, coach was mad in the post game press conference because they had him at seventy pitches, and uh, the official box score had him at seventy six. That's how serious he yeah, was about the pretty, pitch limit.
0: Exactly, and and that's a pretty sizable disparity. Uh, And I don't know who was right. I just kind of had the game on and, uh, you know, I was watching it. It wasn't keeping up with the pitch pitches, (laughs) but you're right. I mean, in this, in this matter, the coaches and saving their guy has to mean the most. And so I'm sure Hagan Smith understands that, but it wasn't a little surprising when, when Holland came in, uh, they're like, Oh, okay. But now I, like I completely get it. Um, As for what I just spoke about a minute ago. And then, Um, wanting to beat LSU. And when you go your two best guys, you know, that's what you have in mind. And it's funny, if you looked at Jay Johnston's quotes from last night, he's like, that's the second time they've used both of those two guys against us. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of tell, yeah, they really wanted this one. Um, So, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. And he was very complimentary. The coaches in the last few weeks, uh, talking about Tim Corbin, Jim Schlossnagel, and, and Johnston have been very complimentary of uh, Dave Van Horn and, and the top talent on this
1: team. No doubt. And uh, Jay went on to say last night, uh, that may be the two best pitchers they've seen all year. The combination it of those did. two. And I, that that was yeah. a heck of a compliment.
0: It really was. And, I mean, it's true. I mean, you look at their records. You look at their ERA. You look at how, you know, Hagan Smith has had to, to be both. And, and and on a week-to-week basis, could be starter, could be a reliever. Now it looks like they've got the situation settled. Um, and, and, you know, while we're talking about it, I think the one big thing they're going to have to really think about is who they want their primary closer to be in the postseason. You've seen a lot of good out of Gage Wood, but he's a freshman. What, what will the postseason do with him? So I think you have to leave your options open that maybe a Will McIntyre can close for you or maybe – Maybe Tiger, if let's just say you win game one, um, you win game two, and you haven't started Tiger yet. Do you, do, you, do you run the risk of starting like a Cody Adcock or someone else and trying to close a game with Tiger? I, I don't know. These are all questions for them. But there could be a situation that comes up in the next few weeks that maybe you want Tiger to get the last five outs of the game.
1: Well, with the emergence of McIntyre and Zach Morris, those are guys that – and we've seen that all throughout the year, the three-inning save. He's not afraid to, you know, let a guy go. It's not the, your typical closer role of a guy coming in and getting the last three outs. They'll let—they'll just keep rolling with the guy and let him finish the game, like you saw last night. I mean, I thought yeah. – honestly, I was wondering if Gage Wood was going to pitch the ninth. And then I saw Hunter Holland was back out there and gave up the home run, and then they showed Gage Wood warming up. And I was like, I wonder – how much trouble he has to get in here before Gage Wood comes in.
0: <laughs> That's a great point. And, you know, a lot of times I think as baseball people, we think about, like, the major league save. Like, yeah. oh, you don't use your closer more than three outs, you know, except in rare circumstances. College is a little different. And Dave Van Horn certainly isn't one of those guys who's, who's you know, married to that philosophy. So, uh, yeah, really good to see Holland close the game out. And, you know, I would like to see Gage Wood's next appearance be – you know, not a six-run lead and not a one-run lead, but maybe a three or four-run lead. You mm-hmm. know, like a, a, a in-between type situation. I
1: agree. What about Peyton Holt? I mean, the way he has replaced wow. Peyton Stovall it, to me is just uh, it, it's it, it needs more attention because this guy's been awesome.
0: If we're looking at the big picture of the the arc of this team, the injury deal and people coming back and what have you, I don't think you can underestimate. Him like being plugged in, and you're not missing anything defensively so far, and you're actually getting more production. Now it is a right-handed bat versus you know Stovall, but he's hitting everybody. He hit schemes yesterday. He's hit for power. Um, He's um, he's he's worked counts. He's stolen bases. Um, I tell you, you start planning for next year, you got to find a place on the field for that kid. Do you not? I mean, Stovall comes back healthy. He's playing second. You got to
1: find a place for Holt to play. Tommy's hitting 441 now in uh, nine, uh, 13 <laughs> SEC games, nine starts. 441. We saw the defensive play made yesterday, the heads up play, getting the runner at third. That changed the game. We've seen him make mm-hmm. some great plays in the field against Vanderbilt. Uh, he's getting it done in the field, and as you mentioned, at the plate and stealing bases. Right now, I, I would argue he is playing better than anybody else on the team.
0: Uh, and it would be hard to refute that argument. Uh, but what's been cool, though, is you, you look through the top seven or eight in terms of hitters. Uh, everybody's had their run. I mean, Wagner to start the year. Joseph Berger had his average up to 320-something before the injury, and he's struggling a little bit. But, you know, Stovall's had moments. Slavin's got hot, you know, leading right into the SEC tournament. Caleb Cowley had uh, a streak where that put him over 300 after that horrid start. Um, I, you know, you, you just keep going on and on. Different spots on the rock. You know, Borafin up over 400. struggled a little bit. Had a huge hit yesterday. So, um, when, you, when you're able to go to your bench, when you're able to recruit to be able to have a guy like him on your bench, and, and Harold Cole for that matter, um, to, to come in and hit in clutch situations and just be an integral part of the lineup, I mean, it just speaks to their eye for talent and the kids' ability to, to handle what their role was until it was their time.
1: Uh, Talking about guys taking advantage of time, but uh, you look at Ben McLaughlin. You know, he was leading the team in batting average in the SEC until uh, Caleb Cowley's gone three for seven at the SEC tournament. Now he's got the best batting average. But he's on the bench. I couldn't tell you the last time he, he came in. I guess he pinched hit some at some point. But he was leading the team in batting average in SEC games.
0: That's amazing that you have a guy of his hitting caliber – on your bench, uh, you know he did something. Uh, it was a hamstring or some. It was a leg thing, so we can't just all out sprint. Um, but when they needed Ben McLaughlin, when both of the outfielders were out, he came in and and delivered for him. And you know that was a pretty strong lineup uh, when you had digs in the outfield and you had um, McLaughlin DHing. Um, you know they lost a little bit at the at the bat in left field for the, uh, the eight games that Joseph Berger was out. You know, the Grimes-Neville combo um, wasn't super productive from a batting average standpoint, but they got them based on base those two guys. They played good defense. So, really, you know, they had to get that deep into their roster and still survive and were winning series with them. It's just been an amazing tale for this team.
1: Tom, you got plans for the weekend? What are you doing?
0: It is my birthday Monday. I have siblings from Raleigh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Baton Rouge, and Fort Smith coming in today. And we are going to celebrate all weekend Memorial Day.
1: Awesome. Man, that's great. Happy birthday and uh, have a great weekend.
0: Thanks. Hey, everybody, have a great Memorial Day weekend.
1: See y'all. Thanks, Tom. Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.